Welcome to the Pioneering Today podcast with me, Melissa K. Norris, inspiring your faith and your pioneer roots. And this is episode number 96, where I am sharing how to make an old-fashioned evergreen Christmas wreath. This is part of our homemade homestead Christmas series, and I'm sharing how I make an evergreen wreath, including all of the pretty and embellishments, minus the jute ribbon bow. From elements that we've already got, things we've already got growing in our landscape and on our land. And I share tips so that you can do that too, because that is one of the things that the pioneers and the homesteaders of old excelled at, was using the things that they already had and then repurposing them or turning them in to something else. So that's what we're doing today. Now today's episode was a recording of a Facebook Live video. So the great thing is, is you can actually go and watch me make a wreath from start to finish and see how that goes. So if you're visual and you really want to watch that aspect of it, you can go to the show notes and that includes links for any and everything that I may be talking about. So that is located at melissaknorris.com. Click on the podcast button and this is episode number 96. So you can see the actual pictures, written blog post and tutorial or watch the video. Totally your preference. Hey guys and welcome. So today I'm going to walk you through how to make an old-fashioned evergreen Christmas wreath. We are doing our homemade Christmas series and one of the things that we like to do is obviously homemade Christmas and we like to make things at home when we can from supplies that we've already got. I'm going to be walking you through how to make a homemade wreath with your evergreen boughs that I went and harvested just off of our homestead this morning and to give you some tips if you don't have evergreens or some other ways that you could do that. One of the things that you want to do when you are first picking your evergreen boughs is you want to pick an evergreen bough that or tree type that is not going to lose its needles right away. Cedar is a great choice, pine, fir. One of the types that you don't want to use is hemlock. And the reason for that is because hemlock, it's really pretty. It's quite lacy. This is cedar and I like the way that it drapes. But with hemlock, once it's off of the tree and cut, it tends to dry out quite a bit faster than your other types of evergreens. So that's why I say don't use hemlock. It is really pretty, but it's going to drop its pine, its needles really quickly. And nobody wants that one if it's going to be in your house. And that's the same if you're picking out a evergreen Christmas tree. Don't go with the hemlock they drop needles super fast. So we want this to last a long time. And I usually make mine before Thanksgiving because I like to have it up. And this is the cedar and this will last clear into January. Now it will depend upon your weather. I'm in the Pacific Northwest. We're predominantly cooler and usually have quite a bit of moisture with the rain and stuff in the air. And this hangs outside. Now inside it will dry out much, much faster. The good news is, is you can put this up and you can make it last clear the way. Sometimes it's been honestly like February before I've taken it off of the door and you can swap out your decorations. So you can make this for a fall if you want to do it, have it up for Thanksgiving to greet guests, or you can just move it right to Christmas. Then you can put it into a winter scape. Things first, you're going to need a form of some kind. This is just a wire green wreath form. And then we've got floral wire. And this one, you can get them, and I will provide links for you. You can get them on Amazon for three bucks. I found the wreath forms and then the floral wire. This is the same wreath form and floral wire that came. I got a wreath gifted to me as a gift that was a live Christmas evergreen wreath. And then when I took it all off, I just saved the wreath form. So anything that's circular, if you don't want to go and purchase it, because us pioneers are about not having to purchase it if we don't have to, you can try bending a metal coat hanger. 
You could try bending that in a circle. It's gonna need to be a heavy gauge wire coat hanger though in order to hold everything. So that's an option. Um, if you've got like a grapevine wreath, you could try doing that. So look around and see if you've got some supplies at home that you could make a base circular wreath form for first. If not, then like I said, it's like three bucks. I've been using this one for about four years and the exact same wire, never even took it off. And then another thing that you could do if you don't have a wreath form and you wanna do it, and I will show you that first, this is a little bonus one, is you could just make an evergreen swag. You can get all of your evergreen boughs together, tie them together at the top, and then you would trim this part off, and then you would decorate it with a big bow, and you can do cascading ornaments or whatever you want to add to it. So that's a tip if you just want to do an evergreen swag for your front door instead of a wreath. But I really do like wreaths, and we're going to get to wreath making here. I go out and I... Actually, this is great because I needed to prune some of these trees back because they were starting to grow into our driveway. So I did a little bit of pruning this morning. This is a cedar and it's also got the little pine cones on there. So I looked for branches that weren't too thick so that I could bend them. And that also had some natural adornment already on them. And that is in the pine cones. First thing we're going to do here is we're going to take our layer. Now, if you can find some boughs when you're trimming them and cutting them that are naturally See, this is bending a little bit. It's kind of swooping. You're gonna match that up to the curve of your wreath form in the circle that you're going. Get down on the form, and up here is where I've already got the wire attached to the base of the form, so you just wrap it around and secure it so that you've got a good secure holding spot. And we're just gonna come and I'm gonna wrap it and secure it right here where the first branches start. Bring it back through the center, and I'm gonna put it just through this first loop. And a lot of times what I'll do is here's our first branch. And so I will loop the wire actually underneath it. So as it's hanging, it kind of holds it's this Y here and it catches the wire and creates a holding spot for it. It's gonna bring this back through that you've created a loop. And because I've used this wire multiple times, it's got lots of bends in it. If you're using new wire, it's a lot smoother and it doesn't get caught. So here we've got that secured to our first base. I secure it up at the top here of this and then I bring it to another spot and I make a couple of different wraps but I like it to hang out so it makes the wreath look a lot bigger and that I've got a lot of stuff hanging off of it and you can use different kinds of trees now if you don't live in an area that's got a lot of evergreens or you don't have any evergreens growing on your property um, we're really blessed here in the northwest they kind of grow everywhere some options are you could check with a nursery and then you can also go, if they're starting to crop up, which they may, this might be a little bit early in the year, but if you go to Christmas tree farms or Christmas tree lots, a lot of times they need to trim the trees up to make them look pretty. And they've got extra evergreen boughs. So you could check there and see if you can get some from them, if you could possibly get them for free, or if you have to purchase some, it still is gonna be cheaper. Cause these wreaths in the store, like we start to see them here come out, they can be upwards of 30 to $60, you guys, for a big evergreen wreath. And I don't know about you, but I think they're gorgeous, but I'm not gonna pay that much for a wreath. And after I've got, this is part is secured down, we're gonna pick our next branch here. Do is you can take a grapevine wreath and you can use some burlap ribbon and pick what natural elements you've got already growing 
around you or in your area of the country. Something that looks pretty and that's going to be able to stay cut and dried for a while and see if you can't make a wreath out of them. It doesn't necessarily have to be evergreen boughs, though that is kind of, you know, traditional for Christmas. A couple of really fun suggestions that people had and some different ideas I've seen for making a wreath for what you've got is one of our readers shared that her husband used to be a roper and he will take his old lariats or roping ropes. You could do this with any kind of rope that you had and put that into a circle, tie that together in a circle for your wreath, and then you can embellish that with a pretty bow or just a sprig of something evergreen. Some other fun ones that I have seen have been where people will take a garden hose, so for the gardener in you, and they will wrap that up into a wreath form and then put a bow on it as well. Really, you can go wild and anything that you can put into a wreath shape form, you can totally make into a wreath. And another thing too, if you live and you've got neighbors that have trees, they might let you take some branches too. But of course, always ask. We don't ever want to go and poach, so to speak, evergreens off of somebody's property. I just kind of keep going in this fashion. I just keep tucking it under and we just keep wrapping them in. And then once I've got the base down, then I'll kind of look and see if I've got some holes where I need to fill in. And then I'll tuck smaller pieces up and around the top. You know, another thing that you can do if you live in a... If you've got like willows or grapevines or any kind of viney tree or bush and it's still in its green state, you can trim those and then you can form a wreath out of those and let them dry. So you just tie it into the form that you want it to stay when it's dry and let it dry out. It usually takes at least three to four weeks and then you can use that as a base for a wreath as well. So you could do that with like willow branches, grapevines, those type of trees. You can make those at home too. And for the wire, you're gonna wanna use a fairly thinner gauge of the green wire so that it's easy to wrap and to pull everything through. It's really about just finding what you've got already available to you that you could use and then putting that to work on your wreath. So now I kinda go through and I take these outside leaves, not leaves, excuse me, boughs, and we're just gonna bring those in a little bit closer on our wire form here. And I do like to leave a couple out as cascading, but not too many, because when people are trying to come in my door, I want them to be able to get in and for the door to be able to shut firmly. So this is gonna be the base of the wreath. And so I'm gonna add a couple more pieces in here and tie that up a little bit. But before I do that, what I wanna do is I wanna show you how to use some other elements so that if you want to now, you could hot glue onto this, of course, any kind of embellishments that you already have at your house. But one of the things that I like to do that is totally pioneer and old fashioned is look in your yard. And if you don't have the yard, if you've got some woods, depending on where you live, that you could go and forage some things, take a little nature walk and look at some contrasting different colors of foliage and things that would work. In one of my planters right in front of my door, I've got a lemon cypress tree, but this is a really fun, bright yellow green. So this is gonna make a great natural contrast when it's on here. I picked some of these sprigs because I'm gonna put those on. And then one of the other things that I have is I've got what they're called a burning bush and they've already lost all of their bright, pretty red leaves, but they left behind these great little red berries. I needed to prune all of this stuff back anyway, so I went ahead and did my pruning this morning and then I took the remaining things and I'm gonna put these on as well. Go ahead and look, you know, if you've got like twisted willow, anything that's really kind of different and cool and it doesn't have to be, you know, evergreen. It could be something that's got berries on it. Of course, if they're, you know, poisonous berries, you might not wanna put them on if they, you know, fall off in the house or whatever, use caution there. But try to find some different things. If you've got moss, different kinds of moss, anything like that that you've naturally got going on, 
around you, natural elements, try and incorporate those in because they're going to look really pretty obviously. And then my wreath is going to be outside. I don't have a covered porch. It's going to be exposed to the element. I need to make sure that whatever I put on here, obviously, I don't care one if it gets ruined or you know that if it's out in the rain for two to three months that it's going to be okay. So that's why I like to use these because I know that they're they're going to just be fine and I don't have to worry about water damage obviously because they're a live plant. What I like to do is, now it's going to depend, some of you might like to put a bow on and if you like to put a bow on, some people like to put them in the very center where the bow hangs at the top. I always like to offset mine. I'm actually going to create a place for the bow and I'm going to do it right in here where I don't have quite as much green foliage and I'm going to create a centerpiece essentially, a center spot for the bow with it being offset. So what I like to do is kind of frame where the bow is going to do go. Take kind of the bushiest pieces that I've got of this and I'm gonna make an area right here and then the, the bow will go right in the center. I'm gonna lay that there. And so now that I've kind of got my base, I'm gonna go through and kind of lay it out. Now the rule of thumb, it's something with the eye when you're decorating and this is true if you're putting something on a counter or decorating anything, is you wanna use odd numbers. When we're looking at something, the way that we look, our eye is looking for a place to land to rest when we're looking at things. Kind of weird, huh? If you do it in odd numbers, it can find a focal point and it looks better. Even when I'm grouping these things, I try to make a really, the big base, and then I try to do a few other areas throughout here and I'm gonna do three. So I'm gonna do the big one here, then I'm just gonna make kind of some little mini focal area points so that there's three total. Now, if you've got a larger wreath or you wanna do it further, you could do five, but odd numbers work the best. That's how you're gonna get a really pretty visual wreath. Or if you're setting decorations out, kind of why the rule of thumb, we always use odd numbers. After you've got your evergreen boughs wired in, you can tuck these in and all of the needles will stick together and you don't really have to hot glue them in. They just kind of stay put uh, where you got them. Love that because then I don't have to use glue or electricity. It's much more pioneer style, right? You can get picks, of course, too. You know, you could go to, you know, craft store, Michael's, Joanne's, wherever, whatever you got happening in your town where you live. And you can get the fake picks that you could reuse every year as well. But if you have available some natural elements, those are really fun to use. You know, another fun thing too is you can also get like a canning jar if you've got extra of these little twigs and embellishments. And you could just create in a canning jar a pretty little centerpiece using these natural elements as well that's really Christmassy. And what I like to do is write the date, like Christmas Eve, especially if we're having festivities at our house. We have a wood stove. So if I have live evergreen or live Christmas tree boughs in our house, it dries out pretty quick. I like to just pick and bring in a couple days before so that the house smells really Christmassy and stuff and just do some little, and you can just do it small and put it in a vase with a few embellishments and make some little centerpieces that include the evergreen boughs. And then you get that scent and it's pretty and visual, but you don't have to worry about it getting dried out and being a fire hazard, which is what we worry about with the Christmas stuff. Now that I've kind of got these placed around here, then I'm gonna go, and that's why I saved some length of this wire, and I'm just gonna wire over top of them just to give them a little bit extra security and to bring in a few more to make it a little bit more wreath form here of these boughs. I have my Pioneering Today homemade Christmas ebook, so it's got um, our favorite from scratch recipes like great grandma used to make more decorating, including decorating ideas with mason jars because holler, I love my mason jars. You guys know that. Our favorite recipes, all kinds of different homemade gift ideas for free, for free. So that is my Christmas gift to you. So you can get that. You can go to melissaknorris.com slash 
Homemade Christmas and get yourself that copy. Here we go, guys. Check that out. But I do want to put a bow on here. And one of the things that I love, burlap. I love burlap. And this little ornament here, it can hang on a doorway. It can hang on your tree, anywhere you want. But I'm going to use this as my bow. You can probably hear the jingle bell go in there. It's got a jingle bell on it. This is going to be my bow for the wreath. And I actually share in that ebook how to make this ornament. It's super easy. What you do is you just take a length of burlap ribbon and then take some thread on a needle and you just through the center fairly wide, you're gonna thread it through and then you're gonna pull it up to gather it and then you're just gonna tie it in a circle. And then you just kind of manipulate the burlap a little bit and then you put whatever embellishments you want on there. If you wanted it really rustic, you don't even have to put a bow or a jingle bell on there. You could just leave it in its rustic form. But I think that this is gonna be super cute to put it in the middle. Another thing, jute twine. I use this stuff for everything, you guys, from tying up the raspberry vines when I'm pruning them, decorating, everything. In fact, I've got a jute twine ornament in that free ebook as well that you can make that's super cute and super fun. I should have pulled it out this morning, but I didn't actually go in and, and get all of my Christmas stuff out. So this now will go on my front door. How super fun and cute is that? And of course, you could do any kind of, you know, embellishments you wanted if you have some live different branches, like if you wanted to do silver, like if you get some Douglas fir, some of the silver tipped white firs, you know, you can make it any kind of color you want. Like I said, I really do love though, I love the drapiness of the cedar. And I may decide to put a few more in there to make this a little bit full, fuller. I'm going to put it on the door um, and see how cumbersome it is. If you get it too big, we use the door behind me to go in and out predominantly a lot. So if it's too big, it tends to get caught on things when I'm carrying things in the house. But that, you guys, is just how you make your own old-fashioned wreath. And of course, if you've got pine cones, um, this one has little tiny pine cones already on there. I love that visual element. But you could go and gather really big pine cones if, if you live in an area where you can get those at the craft store. You could tip the ends of those with a little bit of white paint if you wanted to make it look snowy. You could completely just do this as a, a rustic wreath without putting you know, those kind of embellishments. You could just do it all and kind of a winter rustic motif if you wanted. There's so many different things you could do with it. And if you wanted to keep it Thanksgiving, you could put some different leaves and acorns, you know, nuts, those kind of things. Any way that you want to do it, you can pretty it up. But I really do like that I was able to use with the exception here of the bow, of course, all of these were just elements that were growing in my yard and I needed to prune them anyway. So it worked out perfect. I'm going to hang this on my door and you are going to go and get your copy of the home pioneering today, homemade Christmas. For this episode's verse of the week, I'm actually going to be sharing from Psalms, specifically Psalm 55, verse 22. Cast your burden on the Lord, releasing the weight of it, and he will sustain you. He will never allow the consistently righteous to be moved, made to slip, fall, or fail. And that is from the Amplified Bible. And I think what I really love about this verse is we've all got burdens or things that we're worried about or maybe perhaps troubled about, but that is the true gift, especially as we're talking about the Christmas season at the time of this recording, the true gift of a relationship with Jesus Christ when he is your savior is that he is always with us and he will carry our burdens for us if we give them to him. But that's the key thing is we actually have to be the one to cast our burden or give our burden over to him and then put our faith in him instead of trying to worry about it 
which is really showing that we don't quite trust that he's totally got it when we worry about it. So whenever I catch myself worrying, which I think we all do, is I have to remind myself to hand it back over to him. So it's not a one-time handing over or casting of the burden. It's something that I usually do multiple times before I really settle in and trust that he's got it. So I think that's a perfect way to end and wrap up this episode as we're talking about giving gifts and the Christmas season. And I want to let you know a little heads up as well to keep an eye out on your email because Black Friday is coming up, right? And I have got a very special surprise that I'm going to be sending to your email. And make sure when you grab your copy of the Pioneering Today Homemade Christmas, then that will get you on our email list and you'll be getting some special emails from me about a very special surprise. So that's all I'm going to say about that right now. Thank you so much for listening and I can't wait to catch you on the next episode as we dive further into a homemade homestead Christmas series.